Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mind Body Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Michaels, and thank you so much for being here today. I have a, another interview coming at you from one of my beloved clients. Her name is Anne, and she is uh, she shares a really deep, uh, detailed journey of, of her life with chronic symptoms because they really began at a very early age. So she went through stomach issues into chronic fatigue, into um, dizziness, vertigo, skin itching, all these kind of like not so common TMS symptoms. For So for any of you that are dealing with um, symptoms that don't really resonate with all of the literature out there. Her story might bring you some hope. And um, and she did such a nice job of really rounding out her story with all the insights and ahas that she gathered along the way. Like many of us, she's a, a devout student of life. And so many, 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 many teachers came across her path. And, and Sarno was one of the missing keys. And so... I hope that you enjoy this little interview that I have, and we're just going to get right into it today. So thanks for being here, and uh, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you on the other side. So I'm here today with Anne. Anne is a beloved client of mine whose journey through the Valley of Physical Symptoms inspired her to actually begin pursuing a new career that involves holding space for others on their own journeys. So Anne, I suppose I just want to start by saying welcome to the show. And um, if you want to start by just um, talking about your journey that led you to the mind-body message, we can start there. Okay. Thank you so much for having me, Caitlin. It's always good to talk with you. Um, I guess I would start with um, my journey starts as far back as I can remember. And um, there's not a time when I can't remember um, experiencing physical symptoms and um, emotional symptoms. And I um, always thought that my physical and emotional were separate. I... Um, as young as, you know, five years old, I remember having a very um, anxious stomach and taking belladonna with water to try to calm my stomach and being um, car sickness was something I dealt with, you know, forever. Just um, every time we went somewhere, it was um, always a major issue for me. And I was always... Um, a highly sensitive child. And that was something that um, has stayed with me and um, been a, a major significant part of my journey. So as I went along um, child in my childhood, I would say that um, the upset stomachs and the um, car sickness were probably the main things that I dealt with. And then I, when I would get sick, you know, it seemed like I would have a flu for two weeks. And, and when it came to having friends and um, I was always feeling that I had to be a certain way with them and I had, I was never, you know, enough. And so as I went along in school and um, 
as I got older, I started to have um, more more symptoms. When I was 16, I had a, a just a really awful flu that um, that I think may have been you know meningitis or or something, and it left me with a headache that as I you know got better from my flu or whatever it was, I was left with this headache that just never ever went away. And so from then on, I just, I dealt with flus, um, with um, headaches that just varied in intensity. Saw a chiropractor, um, did various things to try to deal with that. And as I went on and um, graduated high school, and I guess one of the big things about going along my um, in my childhood and, and into being a high school age, I, I felt that I was just supposed to, there was a certain path I was supposed to take. You know, I never had the um, that feeling that you hear so many little girls say that, oh, they have this dream about their wedding day and having kids and things like that. You know, I never, I never experienced that ever. And um, as I went along, somehow I just... I had been allowed myself to believe through experiences all along my, you know, through growing up that I, I just wasn't enough and I wasn't worthy and I had to look to others for validation. And um, when I didn't get that validation, I, I felt unworthy. Like it all came from outside of me. And there, you know, there were messages, um, I think, from my my inner self that were trying to talk to me, and I just, you know, didn't really listen. And so I graduated high school, and then when I went to college, um, I got sicker. You know, I I ended up getting, you know, I was um, dealt with chronic fatigue, and I had um, my very first episode of vertigo when I lived in the dorms. And so then, you know, I was all through my twenties, I was died. I had been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and I just, um, learned to live with, with symptoms. And, and that was just, and I saw, I saw some doctors and, and like that, but that was, um, what really kind of consumed my life. And, and so as I, got near um, the end of college, I, I ended up getting married. You know, I never had any indication that I was supposed to get married along the way, but I felt that that was just the next step that I was to take. And so I did. And, um, and my husband and I both knew there were just many, many red flags that we never should have gotten married. We were supposed to have a wedding at one point, and I, I know that I unconsciously sabotaged that wedding and we canceled it. But then we ended up going to Reno and getting married anyway. And so then, um, you know, there were times along the way when my um, inner child or inner teenager or whoever would uh, rear its ugly head. And, um, and when I had got pregnant you know, things quiet and my physically things were, um, I was sick all through my, my first pregnancy and my second pregnancy. And so my physical symptoms, um, deterred me from, um, you know, acting out 
verbally in any kind of way that I occasionally would allow to happen thus far. Once I had my son, I actually kind of started um, dabbling in, in risky behaviors. Uh, I was just, I know that it was, um, you know, my unconscious just having a heyday with what um, the life choices that I had made that were just so not authentic to, to who I was. Mm. And so I was, um, I was really making some pretty poor choices and most really nobody really knew about those choices, but me. Mm. And there came a point when my son was about to, and, and the light went on. And I don't know really, to be honest, if it was my inner self or if it was my brain saying, you know, red alert, she's really ready to do something that's going to um, really cause some serious damage here if we don't jump in. I'm not really sure. But the light went on that, you know, I was just not really being conscious um, as, a, as, my, as a mom. And the light went on. And at that point, it just was like night and day. And I just made my priority being... Uh, the best mom I could be. Mm. And then that was my obsession was to be, you know, the best wife that I could be the best mom. And, and so that consumed my life. And, um, and so, you know, I, I, that's what I did. I, I parented and, and I supported my husband um, in every way that I possibly could. And in about my early thirties, I um, had a revelation that was well, and the realization that you really were never meant to get married and have kids, you know, mm. and it was like, okay. And so, you know, that's nice, but you know, you make your bed and you, you sleep in it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I acknowledged it and, and I moved on and I did what I needed to do. And all the while my physical body, you know, I, I just have learned to, um, cope with, um, feeling like crap all the time. Mm. And, um, and then when I got into perimenopause, you know, I started to have more symptoms. And then I had an episode of vertigo um, about five years ago, it's been now. And it, it, it brought me to my knees. I was working and, you know, trying to get myself back to work. And part of, um, someone who doesn't feel worthy is you're, you're looking for validation outside of yourself. And so my job was a really, um, once I had homeschooled my kids and, and, and once they had gone off on their own, I, or when they were older, I went back to work. And, um, and so I looked for validation in my job with, and I worked with students and, 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 you know, I was good at what I did. And so when you, when I, got, um, had vertigo, you know, I felt like I always had to be the best and to be missing my groups. And, you know, I felt like I was letting people down and, you know, it was just a really difficult time. And, and from vertigo, you know, the brain grabs on and says, you know, well, you know, I got to the point where I was no longer spinning out of control so that I could function, but the dizziness did not stop. I continued to struggle with varying degrees of dizziness. Um, and that really just, um, I mean, work was good in a way because you, I had to be so present in my job with my students, but it was, um, 
it, it was took a toll um, continuing to go on and on and do what I had to, what I felt I had to do. And so I, uh, a few months after the vertigo um, had settled down, I started in with some other symptoms and itching skin and, and I started researching. And after a few months of, of dealing with these bizarre, you know, episodes of itching skin, and then that sort of, they'd get longer and longer periods of time, I found this um, histamine intolerance and I self-diagnosed myself with histamine intolerance. And because I'm OCD, <laughs> I went in, you know, insane, just trying to, you know, researching on the internet and my diet became so narrow, you know, the scope of what I was eating, it, it just got, you know, and then of course my symptoms, which is sometimes it seemed like I was getting a little bit of relief. So then I'd grab onto that. Well, no, it would, my symptoms would escalate. So it, it was just this vicious cycle of, of chasing my symptoms and trying to, you know, and in the meantime, I, you know, I had just, I was shutting down emotionally. You know, my husband had a really, we had a really um, major situation with him. And I guess if you can picture, um, it's a little silly, but if you can picture a hamster on a wheel with boxing gloves, <laughs> that, that was, that was me. And around me had begun, you know, I was in fight light and freeze. I don't know if it's possible to be in all three at once, but that's how it felt to me. When I look back, that's what it was like for me. Mm. I was fighting, I was fleeing, and I was forming this block of ice that just kept getting thicker and thicker around me. Mm. And so this hot, sweaty hamster with boxing gloves is going crazy on the wheel. And yet there's this block of ice that's just, um, you know, so my physical body was going just, it's, you just keep on going, you, you know, you um, keep on trucking, suck it up, do what you have to do. Mm. But emotionally, you know, every time something new would happen, I was just shutting down. And I was really, the physical suffering was what, you know, it was like, I can handle, you know, the emotions, you just, you just block them out, you just shut them down. The physical suffering was what really um, just made me not want to be here anymore, yeah. you know, and it was my family that that was what kept me, you know, in that state of, you know, you have to just keep keep on trying to figure it out. And if there's one thing that I can say is that, you know, I never gave up. I, I just kept searching and searching and I came across, um, you know, I, I, finally came to the point where I had a kidney stone and that it just took me over the top. And I finally said, you know, I, I just, I cannot handle this. I can't go on like this. And I took a leave of absence from my job and ended up, ultimately I ended up leaving my job altogether. And so I, you know, I started meditating and I think I had actually been meditating before I had had my kidney stone. And I sort of think that um, that opened up some, some um, flow there. And that's maybe kind of where my kidney stone came from because there, you know, sometimes things can get worse when you start, mm -hmm. you know, going in within. And, 
And I think that's what happened. So then when I left my job, you know, I just started searching and and, and just caring for myself. I, I just was at a place where it's like, you know, I, I've got to just um, stop and just take care of myself. And, you know, I started yoga and I was walking a lot and, and meditating a lot and um, listening to speakers. And I came, you know, um, across Abraham. Actually, I think it was my sister who introduced me, you know, said, said something um, from Abraham. And I grabbed onto that. And there was, you know, some, I, I, a crack open and some, you know, some light started to something there was a spark there and so then I was on the um the path of holding myself in a place of feeling good you know and I did make progress through that I I did grow in my my journey and of spirituality but I and and I did you know there was a lot of letting go um of the past there was a lot of letting go of of anger and bitterness toward other people but I couldn't seem to overcome my symptoms. And, and I was still at a point where I just, the fear was just becoming so much more intense um, as far as my physical symptoms. I, I was just, I was living in fear. And although I was, you know, um, growing spiritually and, and caring for myself, I was becoming more and more isolated. I was becoming almost to the point of becoming a recluse. Mm. You know, I, I just needed to be able to manage my environment, you know, manage everything about my existence, because it was just, even then it was just rough physically, but getting, being around other people just made it and being in situations that I couldn't control just made it that much more difficult. And so I, um, but I did not give up. I just kept on and I learned about, you know, I was listening to all kinds of speakers, you know, just, just so many different people, Wayne Dyer, you know, Louise Hay, just anyone, anything I could get my hands on because I, I had this craving. There was, you know, my, my inner self was saying, you know, keep going, keep going. And I just, I, so I couldn't stop. Mm. And, um, I was driving my husband insane, you know, <laughs> but there came, there came a point where I, um, Dr. Dis- Joe Dispenza, and that was really, you know, I started to connect with the whole, the um, neuroplasticity and, and, and the, the brain role in, in, in our bodies. And, and he has some awesome stuff. And I, I kept on with that, but I couldn't seem to make headway with my symptoms. And, and then I got into this um, DNRS program, Dynamic Neural Retraining System. And, and again, it's all about the limbic system and retraining your brain, all awesome stuff. And I had been doing a lot of visualization and, and you know, focusing on, you know, all about the, the positive, positive so much. And, and I knew, I knew that there was something with my unconscious. I just didn't know how to tap into it. I, I just couldn't seem to figure out how to go about that. At one point I was looking at, um, at past lives and I was like <laughs> trying to figure, I mean, I just didn't know what direction to go. And so I tried the DNRS program and 
it, it just, again, I had already been doing so much of that, the visualization, the positive um, memories and all of that. And so then I came and again, it was my sister who sent a text and asked if, and I think it was more directed about my husband and his back problems, you know, if we were familiar with Dr. Sarno. And I said, no, but, you know, I'll check it out. And that was, um, that was what saved me. You know, I, I instantly ordered his book and started reading and it was like, okay, this is the missing, this is the missing piece, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, you know, and I had trained, you know, I was so conditioned to believe that there was, you know, my body was broken that, you know, it took time, even though I knew, I knew that's what it was, but the conditioning, it's Mm -hmm. the old conditioned thoughts that are difficult to, you know, it takes time. It takes time to, um, you know, get rid of those limiting beliefs, those conditioned thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm working on that to this day. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's still part of my journey to, um, to remember the difference between my um, inner voice and my, my inner critic and, and the difference between, you know, the brain who's just, you know, telling me things that I just trained myself to believe for so long. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Dr. Sarno was the missing piece. And from there, I discovered um, Nicole Sachs and Journal Speak, and that for me was really, really significant. And, um, you know, I didn't do the Journal Speak for probably more than about three weeks of the of daily because, um, and, and when I did, um, you know, I always, it had a natural flow to it. You know, Phil, last week um, when you interviewed him, he was talking about, you um, the rationalization piece of his journaling. And for me, I kind of, I call it, you know, coming full circle. Mm. I, I would start out and I would allow myself to just, you know, say whatever I needed to say. And then I just, you know, naturally it was just an organic, you know, process of every time coming back to that place of what I choose. And, you know, I choose love and kindness and forgiveness and acceptance and compassion and understanding for my for myself and for other people. Mm. And so the the um, journal speak was was really, you know, was really healing for me. And through that, I'm not exactly sure how, but I discovered your mind body podcast. And that just, you know, took me to a whole, you know, another level of just feeling you know, your voice is so comforting and you're so, you know, just so down to earth and genuine. I I just felt kind of like I was home, you know, Mm -hmm. there were people I could, you know, are related to you and I could, you know, I just felt that was just another piece of, um, a piece of it for me. And, um, and then there was a point where, I had decided, and it was so much a voice in my head that just said, you know, I, my, one of my um, visualizations and where I wanted to be is, you know, at the beach and, and, um, and I had the means to do that. And so I just literally heard a voice in my head say, why don't you go to the beach for a month? And it was like, hello, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And so I, 
And so I, I planned it and, and I did, you know, and it, it, it's so freeing to be able to start waking up to who I truly am and not concerning myself with what anybody else thinks of, you know, of that person. I, I was such a big fraud for so long. And that is something now that I know I have to be authentic. I, I, I can't ever veer from that because I just lived too long being just a fraud. And that's what got me into this pretty messy boat, you know? And, um, and so I had gone to the beach and I, you know, was listening to your podcasts, you know, just, I, they just were so comforting to me. And, and episode 26, I think it is, is about fear. And, and that was still actually when I was at home. And that really, again, was just another level of, because I still was experiencing a great deal of fear, mostly around my skin problems. Mm -hmm. You know, the, it was really, um, you know, I, it had a grip on me and your podcast about fear just really, um, helped me to, um, not get rid of the fear, you know, but accept, accept the fear and, and to learn to observe the symptoms and not, you know, engage in them. And so that was really, um, um, an aha moment for me was, um, that I've got the power within me to, to determine how I'm going to handle my fear, you know? And, um, and so when I went to the beach, I had, um, I had sent you an email, um, with kind of my story, you know, to some degree. And, and, um, and you replied, you know, with the really nice reply. And, and after that, I just, I kind of tabled it for a while. And then just, I started just having these thoughts about, you know, coach having, you know, I felt I was at a point where I wanted to have a a coach, a life coach. I was feeling really, um, confused, um, you know, I had the fear thing was, it was improving, but I was still experiencing a lot of doubt and confusion. And I know now that I just still hadn't really tapped into my intuition and, and being able to really hear. And so, um, I decided, you know, I, I want to have a life coach. And so I did a little searching and, you know, nobody was resonating with me. And then I, you know, I knew that you, did that you you mentored people and I thought you know it it just I so I I filled out your application and or I think what I did was first you know I it sounded felt like a good idea but I thought you know I'm going for my afternoon walk along the beach and then I'll make my decision And, and I just knew and so I knew that um there's the possibility that you know I you might not connect with me but I just knew that it was just gonna work out and and it just all seemed um, so perfect. And and so I started working with you. And through that, the growth that has come has just been, you know, really, um, it, it just doesn't seem like possible. <laughs> it, it's just been so that this is really what life is supposed to be like. And I just never knew that. And so I'm on this adventure that is just really um, crazy. And and this book, you know, the Surrender Experiment, um, Mike, by Michael Singer, um, for me, 
has really, I, I feel like I'm on my own, you know, surrendered, ex, you know, but journey. Mm-hmm. And I'm just choosing to jump in, you know, this, the past three days, thinking about this whole um, podcast interview coming up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I was just, I was terrified. And so for the past three nights, I've been waking up at like one o'clock in the morning, just flooded with, you know, you know, insights and, and revelations and things that, you know, I think, oh, I should say these things, you know, when I have my interview and, and and like that. And, and I would write things down. And then I ended up before I got on the um, podcast with you, I, um, I shredded the things I had written down because I, I made a personal choice to, you know, part of my journey is getting outside my comfort zone and as much as fear is still very much a part of my life, I, I choose to accept the fear. I, I, I'm just, I choose to accept all my emotions, to, you know, to recognize them, to accept them, to allow them to flow through me. And the, the impact that that's having on my life of just letting them flow through me is just huge. They, you know, it it just all dissipates so much more quickly when I, um, when I do that. And, um, so through my journey with you, who I feel like, you know, I have an amazing older sister who's, you know, a a beautiful person, but I feel like you are my very much, much younger older sister, you know, (laughs) and, um, and I'm just so appreciative of, um, your, love and your support and your guidance. Mm. And um, I, I'm just really, really appreciative. Oh, well, I'm so grateful for you and and the connection that we've made together over the last few months. It's been really special. So you mentioned a few of the ahas that you've had along the way. What were some of the biggest breakthroughs that you had along along this journey? What was are some of the things that stick out to you as, as far as being like a transformative um life change for you? Well, I think, um, you know, the, the journaling was a, a, a really um, transformative piece for me mm. um, in being able to really just um, delve into what, you know, my emotions and what's possibly in my unconscious that I'm, um, and, and, and being able to just really let loose, you know, and know that I could just delete it and, and that it didn't, I didn't have to um, define myself by it. I've learned that um, that I used to have so much guilt, you know, and if I wasn't, didn't think I was being a good enough mom or a good enough wife or a good enough daughter or sister, you know, there was just so much guilt and inner, you know, conflict. And I, it helped me along with um, just my journey since then and working with you and just myself, you know, um, going inside and, and like that, that I, I, I just don't have any guilt left. I'm not that there won't be times that I don't experience guilt, but having, you know, really ugly, dark thoughts, you know, about myself and about other people, you know, the rage, I just feel that that is our brains. That's, that's just how it is. You know, we all have those parts of us. And so being able to just accept that and know that that doesn't 
define me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's just, it's a part of how my brain works. And so there's been a lot of just, um, you know, healing and being able to um, accept, you know, accept myself for who I am and, and to consider myself whole and complete, you know. And, you know, last night I had to have, you know, a, a talk with my five or six-year-old and my teenager inside, you know, and I, I've kind of gotten to a place where I just observe my symptoms when they flare up um, rather than feeling like there's so much to do. And, and I guess that's what I would want people to, you know, really take a look closely at whether what they're doing for their symptoms is propelling them forward or is it holding them in the past? Mm. You know, is it empowering them or is it, or is it taking, or are they giving their power up? Mm. And, and so for me, I got to a place of realizing the best thing that I can do to empower myself is just, just observe the symptoms, just accept, accept them and, and don't try to dig too deep into why they're still there. Yeah. One thing that I hadn't shared was at the beach when I was listening to your podcast, I can't remember what, um, and this was a major revelation for me, a big aha moment was your podcast on empaths. Mm. And I, you know, I almost was like, I was like, oh, you know, I'll listen. I'm definitely going to listen to this because Caitlin's always got, you know, awesome little jewels, you know, to share. But, you know, I, I, I don't relate to this. And so I started listening and I just, I don't really know how to describe the feeling, but, you know, I, I just, one of the feelings was I, I just got pissed. <laughs> I, I, I started realizing that this, this is me. This was me as far back as I can remember, mm-hmm. you know, highly sensitive. And, you know, I, I've had times in my life where I felt like um, Meg, I think is her name on Secret Life of Bees, you know, who had, you know, she had some um, mental um, difficulties and, but she was an empath and she felt the, you know, the um, pain and the sadness and the, the suffering of others so intensely, you know, she ended up taking her life. And, mm. and I sometimes, I, you know, I, not always, but sometimes I would have experiences like that. And, um, and, and so just the description, you know, you're going down the list of what an empath, you know, the characteristics. And I just, I, I was just so, overwhelmed. I was, I I don't, I'm not sure what the word is, but it was a really, um, it was a really difficult experience for me. I, I, and I had to allow myself to just, you know, blast myself and blast my family, blast, you know, all the people that I allowed to, um, lead me to believe that I wasn't okay just the way that I was, mm. that there was something wrong with me. Mm. And, um, you know, even, you know, intimacy as, you know, in my marriage and like that, I felt there was something wrong with me. Mm. And I, you know, listening to that podcast, I realized there's nothing wrong with me. Mm. There is nothing wrong with me. And it was, um, it, it was really um, a major moment for me. And I had to allow myself to experience what I was experiencing, but I also 
knew that I was not going to define myself as an empath and start allowing myself to get sucked into um, being a victim. Right. I, you know, I left victimhood behind. I, I hold myself 100% accountable for every experience mm. that I have ever had, every experience that I ever will have. And so I will not allow myself to be a victim ever again. Right. And so the, the empath thing, you know, I said, okay, I, I have to put this into perspective and know that this is something that is going to assist me in my growth, but not make me a victim. Yes. And so, um, so that's been something that um, has been really valuable um, also to find, to learn about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so have you um, noticed a difference as far as when you have to go out and be around people? Like, are you, do you feel stronger in those situations now, now that you know what's happening? I am. Yeah. It's, it's getting more enjoyable, um, easier to um, stay centered. Mm. And yeah, I, I am seeing a difference there. I um, my, you know, I, I'm, I, I, the bottom line is I am highly sensitive. And so I, I experience my emotions in my body. Yes. And so there's, I've had a major, I've had a significant improvement in my symptoms, but it is something that I continue to um, experience. Mm. And, and I'm choosing to um, view it as um, an, an opportunity for more growth yes. and expansion rather than looking at it as, um, as a problem. And that's why I choose to, you know, not get too into the journaling anymore or, mm. you know, figure out, try to figure out what's going on. I, I just accept it as, you know, it, this is just part of my process and, and, and my body, you know, having to do this, it was like my, my younger selves were just pitching major narcissistic fits in there, you know, the past three nights, especially last night, you know, saying, you know, because knowing that this is not, we don't want to have this interview and, and, and make a choice not to, this is too uncomfortable. And so it, it was interesting to really, you know, more and more be able to watch uh, from the place of my higher self to just watch these, you know, mm-hmm. these situations go on and know that they're just parts of my brain, parts of me, parts of my human self. And, and that's why as much as I sometimes reprimand those parts of my brain, I also have a talk with them about how much I, I love them and that it this is, trust me, this is, we're on our journey together. Just trust me because this is the human experience. And so we can't really fully, I don't think I can appreciate and really connect to the degree that I have with my higher self, my intuition, if I don't allow myself to have this human experience as well. And human the human experience is, is not always comfortable. No. And so I've just been able to come to a place of acceptance about um, what, what I'm experiencing at all levels. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. So let's say um, you were to have a really symptom rich day show up. What, like having gone through all the work that you've gone through with journaling and visualization and all of that, 
nowadays, if it were to come to you and just kind of knock you down, what does your day look like? Well, I'm still a big advocate of balance. And so I still feel like I choose to find a balance. Some days I need to just allow myself to to rest and um, and, and not feel um, like there's this requirement to do yoga or to meditate Mm -hmm. or 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 to be this, you know, spiritual person or whatever. I, I just allow myself to just take it easy and listen, listen to my body, you know, and, um, but there's, there's a fine balance there because I'm also on this, you know, journey of surrender. And so I also, um, many times more and more all the time now choosing to step beyond the symptoms, you know, I, I observe them, but I just say, you know what, you're there and I'm, choosing to continue on with my day. I, I'm, I'm going to continue to um, get outside my comfort zone because that's where the growth comes. You know, the growth comes in, in the hard times and the, you know, the really deep, dark emotions. When I allow those to flow to me and through me is when I, I come out the other end you know, with a greater degree of expansion, but there is that balance. So I, you know, I, I just tap into my, you know, higher self and I listen to what, what is best for me today. And, um, and that really helps me to know whether I should just rest and recover or rejuvenate or whatever I'm needing, or whether I just need to jump into whatever is next for me on my journey that I may or may not be ready for. Right, right. <laughs> oh, that's a great answer. I love that. Um, so um, I wanted to kind of back up just a little bit and talk about something that I know is a hot topic in the mind-body community, and that's the the topic of diet. Now, you had a period before the mind body message where you were very restrictive and you restricted for a long time, eating only very low inflammatory foods. So how did that shift and change for you once you heard about the mind body message and that it might not be the food? Um, it it took me some time. I didn't really change my diet at first. Mm. Um, I started doing other things to get outside my comfort zone, very small little things, but gradually my diet, I started to um, go back to things that were maybe high oxalate or high salicylate because I had deleted all that from my diet, you know? And so I gradually started to, you know, maybe I would have a little bit of this or a little bit of that. And so more and more, I, um, you know, I was very cautious about my um, willingness to, I took very small steps um, in getting outside my comfort zone and trusting that this was my brain. Mm. Um, There was so much, there was a lot of fear, you know? And so I really took my time and just allowed myself to just take really small steps. And so over time though, now I'm back to eating what what I want. You know, I'm really, my brain will try to kick in sometimes and tell me, you know, you just had that. Maybe you should hold off. And I've gotten pretty good at just, you know, saying, just, 
realizing it's just that conditioned, you know, thinking that's bringing that thought up. And so I, I've taken, I, you know, diet wise, I I just don't restrict myself anymore. I, I'm an advocate. um, I'm a believer of healthy eating. Sure. So I choose, I choose to eat healthy, but there are so many foods that I wasn't touching that now it's like, you know, it's really freeing, you know, it's exciting. And so I, um, you know, and now I've also, the more I trust in, um, my, my true self, the more I realize, um, that these conditioned beliefs and thoughts are just, you know, they're dissipating more and more all the time. And so I'm taking, you know, I'm getting outside my comfort zone in bigger ways. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still, there's a couple areas that I still am really having a hard time with. And, and, but you know what, I'm, I'm accepting that too. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm taking some pretty big steps um, toward my purpose. And, um, and so when I, I I'm allowing myself to, um, to put the brakes on at times when I feel I need to do that yes. too. Beautiful. Oh, that's such amazing self-awareness. And I'm wondering, like, did it take you a while to begin to be present with all of these elements of what you need on a day-to-day basis? Did it take some time to start to really hear what you needed? It, it did. It was a gradual process. And I, you know, Eckhart Tolle is someone who I have deep respect for. And I um, have listened to um, him and, and read his books. And and so presence for me um, is, is really a powerful um, tool to help me um, really just, you know, just to, to be, to allow myself to be and to experience whatever I am feeling mm. and, and to, and to know that it is okay. It's not, a, it's not only okay, it, it's perfect. Yes. It, it's perfect yes. just as it is. And that really all we have is this moment right now, this is it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's, um, but I have, you know, med- meditation and yoga and my spiritual practice and all those um, components um, of my life, you know, help me in, um, in that presence piece. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. So in the effort of time, I could go on for like an hour more with you, (laughs) but um, we're going to start to wrap things up a little bit. So um, if you were to give one piece of advice to someone who's listening, who might be really struggling today, what would that be? I think I have to go back to um, acceptance of yourself and, and, you know, exploring what that, who that person is, you know, exploring who you are and, and coming to a place of of peace and and not just peace, but embracing every aspect of your human self, of your, you know, your inner being, accept and embrace, um, all of it, because that that's really the only way that, um, for me, whether I continue to have symptoms till the day I die, 
to know I, I'm complete with or without the symptoms. Mm. And, and that's the only way I think a person can really come to full peace with, with their experience. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Knowing that it's okay, even if, even if you're having a rough day, you know? So, um, and this was beautiful. This was really a beautiful little journey into your world. And I just can't thank you enough for joining me here today. Um, and if this story is really speaking to someone out there and they would like some guidance themselves on their journey, how can people get in touch with you? I am in the Facebook community now, but they can email me at my, um, my email is, um, Ann Rio, R-I-O, um, one nine six five at gmail.com. If there's anybody who just, you know, has, um, connects with something that I've said and, um, and would like to, um, share or have someone to listen to yeah. them and, um, connect with them. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I'll put your email address in the show notes for anyone who would like to get in touch, but I just can't thank you enough for joining me here today. This was beautiful and helpful and just really powerful. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Thank you. I just, one other thing I wanted to share was um, regarding your Awaken the Alchemist program that, that I'm going to be, that I am a part of. And I just, um, I know it's, I, I just, you know, and that's one important piece is, is that um, when you're not have on a roller coaster of questioning um, your decisions, you just know it's, you, it just stays steady. You know, it's coming from your inner being, you know, mm. your intuition. And that's what I'm experiencing. And so I just, um, if there are, are any women out there listening who have just one speck of light that's telling them, to grab onto this program, then I, I would challenge you to, to read the book, The Alchemist by um, pa- um, Paulo Coelho, I yes. think is how you say his mm-hmm. name. It, it's, it's an awesome adventure story. And if that book, you know, if it doesn't resonate with you, then you know what, so be it. But if it does, then I hope that you will just feel my energy flowing to you Um to grab on to this, to this container that um, Caitlin has created so lovingly and with such, you know, um, ability and such passion. And it's, um, it's, it's life, it's already been life changing. And I know it's going to continue to be. So I just really wanted to say that. Thank you, Anne. I really appreciate it. So Anne, I love you and we will um, say goodbye and uh, yeah, anyone who wants some guidance, um, we'll put Anne's info in the show notes and I'm just so grateful to you. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Caitlin. And we'll see you soon. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.